Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have the founder of Rival Productions. Uh, she used to be the manager for uh, the uh, Women's Spot and Red Light District uh, stages at uh, Milwaukee Pride Fest. And she manages Schlee Berry. God, I hate you, Schlee. <laughs> hate you so much. So, but I love you so much too, um, and I'm excited to talk to her all about what she does and why she does it. So, Sarah to bring tiebring tiebring yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank I you had to like me. sound that out just now. I'm like, is it tiebring or tibring? Right, it's Norwegian. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if that means anything about why we would pronounce it the way we pronounce it, but that's sure. it's tiebreaker. I got you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a quarter Norwegian myself, okay. Okay. so I have an affinity. The beard, I think, gives you away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. My brother grows a red beard also. Yeah, the pinkness of my, my how pasty I am, too. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a Viking thing. Very, yeah, very uh -huh. Scandinavian. Uh, my last name is Irish. Irish Catholic, but I'm also okay. Jewish. So I have like oh, yeah. a lot of different. There's a uh, lot of things happening there. I know. I'm just you know a smorgasbord of Europeanness. <laughs> I don't know. A European mutt. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. European mutt. But okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So uh, how was your day going so far? Good. Um, I actually had another interview today. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very that. interview rich today. Um, yeah, you're so just you're you're so like heard from. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not super tired yet. I'm, you gave me water, so I'm a bit. I um, my um, good friend Dina Nina Martinez. She's a um, comedian. We met through Pride Fest, um, and she runs a several things, but she's doing a um, lady business podcast and it um, talking to entrepreneurs this week. Mm, so true. she, um, the gal before me, um, is this gorgeous woman who does um, makes her own kombucha. Oh, and awesome. so I got to hear about her making her kombucha. And then she, this woman, I wish I could remember her name, um, but she also sings and she sings this like gorgeous song at the end of the. It was. Oh, it was nice. It's been a great day. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Good. I, I had lots of entertainment. Despite the uh, the polar vortex. Yeah, I woke up. It was nine degrees this yep. morning. Isn't that so? There's that. Isn't that just so trash? Like we got like two actual weeks of fall, and. Uh, now it's like we're we're deep in the the Arctic pit now. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like we got about two weeks of summer, so it's kind of summer. Also, yeah, like it got really. It didn't warm up until like late June. Yeah. And then, yeah, it didn't. We haven't had like a really like nice like seventies day since like the first week of October. Yeah. And then it just got fucking cold. And then and then winter like yeah. legit. I don't I don't remember it being this cold in November before. It was my freshman year of college, which was the okay. first year I was here, which was 2014. I remember it was snowy and really, really cold in November. But even then, I think we were still... This is still a week ahead of that. I mean, it didn't okay. snow on Halloween that year, Fair. but it did here. Right. And, yeah, this is definitely yeah. way too early. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. No. I try to be inside most of the time, though. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I, I got, it's not it's not super windy, so I'm okay. Like if it's windy, then I get kind of whiny and complaining yeah. about it. You're like extra. You're like yeah. I definitely there's 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 no more tantrums there. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna right. lie. I can't. I just can't help it. But if it's not windy, then I'm okay. And we've had sun, so I'm okay with it too. But also, it makes me feel very. I feel very trapped. You mm -hmm. know, which I guess I kind of like about spring. You know, when it starts to get warm and you like step out of your house and like. You're not suddenly like freeze. Like you don't have that like legit like yeah. you know convulsion that happens when yeah. snow or cold hits you, and you just feel free. Yeah, which yeah. I like that seasons give that. I mm -hmm. really do, yeah. and I don't ever want to take seasons for granted. But that being said, like seven months of freezing, it's yeah. just it's just a, it's a little much for me. I I agree. Yeah. It's it's enough to make people like want to get the hell out of here. Yeah, you know. But, yeah. And, it's frustrating because like this is such a, a strong time to be um, a creative in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's like the, the the winters though are just so brutal. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I, I too, like you said, like to be very free. I like wearing, my favorite thing is just wearing short sleeves and, you know, shorts outside. Like, totally. it's my favorite. I like, I'm a big sandal, like a slides guy as well. Okay. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I hate bundling up. I, I fucking hate it so much. I mean, I like a good hoodie. I probably own 20 of them. It's a nice so, hoodie. Thank you. You're welcome. Here, it's got some cat hair on it now. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, um, I would be careful coming back home uh, to your cats when you the hair of another cat is oh, on. They know I'm a cat whore. Oh, okay, good. It's fine. Yeah, they're not. That's good. Yeah, they're like, whatever. We know you. We know you've been with other cats. Oh, yeah. As long as you come home at night, that's all that matters. Fair. Right. Yeah. You feed. Really, all I care about is that I feed them. Yeah, that's valid. Yes. Cats are very um. They're very self-absorbed creatures. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that. You know, like all I want is the honesty. As long as we have honesty between us. Yeah. As long as know? we're we're just you know. They don't expect me not to other pet other cats. I don't expect them to actually give a shit. Yeah. It's fine. As long as we're just blunt about it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, exactly. So what we talk about on Mr. Nice Cat, we talk. Love and fear, passion, and creativity. Yes. Um, All good things. Yeah, we uh, first met, I believe it was Cactus Club. It was actually, I think it was at FemFest, I want to say. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first time I met you in person. I think we were Facebook friends already. Um, I actually didn't know that you managed Schley until later on. But, um, yeah, I've been to a bunch of Schley shows. Okay. um, Yeah, she's like... Definitely a favorite, like in terms of just the energy and the crowd interaction, and also just like unapologeticness with like your identity mm-hmm. and owning womanhood with whatever the fuck that means to you. Right. Um, but then I would like go on to start seeing you around at more events, like around the city. I just saw you at Company Brewing uh, for Ingrid's Hugs fundraiser. Yes. So shout out to Ingrid. Yeah. She was just here two days ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, she asked me to host that show, which was really fun. I don't get an option uh, to MC very often. So that was was fun to be able to stretch out and do a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I was in the kitchen the whole time. But I was able to enjoy... uh, some of the music afterwards and uh, so much of old friends. Yeah, she had she she pulled like some really fun bands and the people that were there were just like just very energetic and really interested in playing and being silly, which is totally my style. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah. it was really nice to just, <clears throat> I don't know, just play. Fuck yeah. 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 It's always nice to just do that. We love to see it. We yeah. really do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, I have to, uh, gauge what I want to ask you first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess like, tell me a little, a little bit about your, just tell me about yourself, like your background and growing up, like. How would your journey um, lead to becoming who you are today in terms of like all the different things you've been involved in? in Ooh, um, okay. Uh, I, I guess I would have to start like the opening of my book would be that none of this was ever intentional, which I think is like the best way to start a book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I would say I, I grew up in Colorado. I'm from Colorado. Okay. Um, my dad's from Wisconsin, so when he and my mom got divorced, we came back this way. And it's kind of been a back and forth thing, but I ended up here. Um, and I fell into performance in a way. Um, I started working with the Milltown Kings, which is a drag king troupe here in Milwaukee. And I started doing, like, I, I didn't really want to perform on a stage, I just wanted to be a part of things, so I worked the sound and lights for them for a couple of years before I actually became a member of the Milltown Kings and I did some performance. Um, but still mostly back of the house. It was definitely kind of my thing. I really mm-hmm. liked the organization of it yeah. and I started to kind of realize that that was something that was really fun and interesting. I was never a, I didn't, I was never like a kid that did plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I played an instrument, I played violin. Oh, nice. So I, like I, I love, I always love music, but um, never like stage stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I dated this girl who started to produce burlesque shows. And we started producing burlesque shows together. And then we founded the Cream City Cabaret, which was a oh, yeah. burlesque troupe here in Milwaukee for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really interesting. It was really fun and exciting. And I met a <clears throat> zillion people. And burlesque is a very network-based art. And so you go to shows and everybody networks and then they all book each other, like everybody books each other. And so it's 
it's a really great network. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did that for some time. And then I stage managed two shows, one for Burlesque and one for Milltown Kings at Pride Fest on the Miller mm -hmm. stage. And I met the entertainment um, director, Mark, at the Miller stage. That's his like main hub. Mm -hmm. And he kind of offered me a job. He was like, oh, you're, you know, you're really good at this. You like, maybe you want a job. And actually it was his, his, um, main stagehand, um, Colin, who's like the coolest and most organized and amazing stage manager, um, who kind of noticed that it was something that I was good at. And he was like, you should work with us. Yeah. So Mark offered me a job and I said, yes. And then I didn't hear from him again. And so I kind of stalked him for quite a bit. And like every other like week, I was like, so how about that job? How about that yeah, job? Yeah. And uh, eventually he just, he like basically he just sent me an email that was like, cool, you're gonna run the women's spot stage now, good luck. Awesome. And I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, but all of a sudden I had two stages and two bars and three days worth of programming to do with music. Um, it didn't have to be music. What but year was, was like, that? It was music, and that was in 2015. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I got handed this stage with like, it's like very little o oversight. It was mostly like the women's spot stage um, was, it had been started I think a year before I came, and it was tasked with female artistry. Um, I kind of modified that a little bit um, to accompany female and non-binary artistry. I felt like I really wanted to be very thoughtful about making sure that, like I, my, uh, one of my siblings is trans. Um, I have many trans friends in the community. Um, and I feel very strongly that, that there is a place and a time for, for, to protect people's, to create and hold space for people that don't always get it. And women are definitely that, right? Women need space. <clears throat> but also the non-binary people of our community yeah. absolutely do. And I think that that was something that I saw that our community needed that wasn't really being met yet. So I was able to kind of modify the stage and kind of say that this is a female non-binary space. Mm -hmm. Not that men, um, like men identified men were not um, welcome. They even were welcome to perform, but they did have to be performing with women yeah, yeah. Um, or with non-binary humans mm -hmm. in order to do that. For sure. So, so I got to do that for five years, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I created during that time was the hip-hop showcase, because hip-hop is definitely um, a music genre that I feel really strongly about, and I really appreciate, um, and I really want it to be more represented in the POC and um, LGBT community at Pride Fest, and so, um, so I created the hip-hop showcase at Pride Fest um, on the Women's Spot stage, and that's why I met Shlee. Nice. Um, among many other phenomenal yeah. artists. I, mean, I met so many amazing artists throughout the last five years working with them. Um, but I met Shlee, and she, um, if you've never seen her, you have to see her perform, because she's unbelievable. She's gonna make you chug a beer, but... <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you'll drink. That's I did great. it. There's no doubt about it. It was great. <laughs> I was beer. proud. Uh, it was a tonic tavern. Yes, great yes. Time. It's a yeah. great, yes, totally. And she's now, uh, she's now being sponsored by Lakefront Brewery. So you'll probably chug good beer. So there's really, that. If you get a, like a River West Stein or something, <sighs> it's pretty you're lucky. Yeah. It's kind of true, yeah. No more blats. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but yeah, like we, we met and she like blew me away with how good of a performer she was. And um, I asked her to come back every year. She worked with me for four years in total. And, and we always kind of like, like kept in each other's periphery. Like she would ask me about things that were going on in the city that I was involved in or vice versa. Um, but we have really similar um, ethics on a lot of things. And like, obviously in female empowerment, I think we have, we're very similar in our ethics. Um, but also just in terms of the performance community, in terms of how to support the performance community and the right way to have ethical support in terms of not cutting each other down but just elevating, um, I think is really important. And I think um, one of the main reasons why I had started the Hip Hop Showcase was that I had roots in burlesque networking, which they keep each other up. And I really felt like that's something that should be happening in the hip hop community, especially mm -hmm. with women, yeah. um, is my envisionment of it was, it was gonna be bringing all of these phenomenally talented and different women together 
and hoping that they would network and and put each other on shows and promote each other and start to create that kind of a same network. Mm-hmm. And I think she feels very similarly about yeah. that idea. Yeah. Um, and I just we just kind of understand each other a lot. And I'm tenacious and um, pretty driven. And so she had asked me last year. She's like, you know, I think I'm at a place where she took me to a very formal meeting. I was mm. invited to dinner to a it wasn't dinner. It was a bar. Um, but I, I sat down with the whole crew, the whole oh, yeah. Schleberry crew, um, you know, and she was a very formal discussion. She is very, like, business serious when she wants to be. Yeah. Um, she's like, we've all talked, and we weighed our options, and we thought about what we need, and we really want for you to be, you know, we want you to accept the position of being the manager, or, you know, my manager. I think I'm in a place where I need one. Um, and I think that you understand what I'm trying to do, and I think that we work really well together, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I couldn't. I mean, I could have. I could have said no, but I mean, why would you want to? No. Yeah, right. Right. I was very excited to be able to take on something that I'd not done before um, and have that opportunity. What was the bar? Uh, we went. <laughs> we went to Maple Leaf of all things. Oh, I haven't been there actually. Um. And I think I named that bar, and I think it was because, like, I've only been there, like, t- two other times, but it had, like, l- like lots of tables, and it was going to be kind of quiet, mm-hmm. I think, because, like, there's lots of places in Milwaukee you can, or in Bayview, because we were kind of talking about Bayview area, to go, but, like, that one had good ambiance, oh, okay, I felt like, sure. and it had, like, a nice long table. They do jazz there sometimes, oh, and nice. they have a decent beer list. I know the sugar maple. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. I'm sorry. The one right there by... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. By, uh, what is the It's what is actually the restaurant Central. Right there? Yeah, Central. Yeah, okay, yeah. I actually just went there for the yes. first time last week. Maples. Maples. Maple, yeah, yeah. Maple it is... tree. Yeah. Leaf. Leaf. Sweet maple. Leaf-themed <laughs> bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't... <laughs> I, I love it there. Yeah. I, okay. I went to uh, my sponsor, X Fabula, was doing a story slam there last week. Ooh, okay. And um, and uh, it was my first time going, and it was really packed. So like you know, we didn't get the intimate atmosphere as much. But the beer list is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I had to watch my bank account after the second round, yes. so I couldn't. Yes, yes. I couldn't keep trying right. all of them, but right. they were really good. They do have a very good beer list. They do, yeah. and I. Like I, I guess you're the second you're the second person that's kind of talked about like interesting programming they've had there, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I wonder who's like I wonder. I, I guess I probably need to put them more on my radar. If I lived down there, I would be going there all the time. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. That's good feedback. I guess I don't really go out to the. I like. I guess I don't really go out to bars that often. I don't see. I don't either, unless I'm covering a show. Right. It's exactly know? it. Like I. I feel like I do a lot of show work. Yeah. Unless I have like some intent. Right. I'm not gonna go to one casually. You know, that's not really. My do you scene. Th- Yeah. Do you think that that's like? I was actually just thinking about how I should go to more shows, just to go to more shows. Like I. That's something that's gonna be my goal for the next year. I think. Um, but I was just wondering if that's like. A professional like hazard where over time you don't really go to shows for pleasure because you spend so much time working at shows that it's hard to get in the mindset of I'm doing this just for fun I'm not doing it because it's work yeah yeah I, I definitely think so like I mean if I wanted to casually just hang out with somebody or just enjoy alcohol with a friend or two I just bring them here. Right. You know, like, I, because it's also cheaper. Right. You know, it's, it's, you don't have to worry about, like, because, I mean, I also, like, I get really anxious when I'm, like, when there's a lot of people. Sure. And, like, um, I prefer to just be in, like, quieter, like, closed-off environments. You don't have to worry about, like, seeing somebody you might not want to see. Yeah. Or, you know, (laughs) um, or just, you know, being... Like just feeling very like alienated by just how many people are in the bar. Like I, that was just like I, I, I like. I mean that doesn't bother me when I'm going to a show for with the intent of seeing live music or supporting a local artist or like actually like having some kind of like catalyst that's bringing everyone together. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's yeah. I don't know. I don't really need to be out when yeah. I don't have to be out. Okay, know? I guess that's fair. I'm a homebody. Yeah, I guess I don't really. I don't know. I guess I'm I, like I'm pretty busy, so maybe that's it. Like when I do have free time, I don't know. I I think like I I was when I was 
talking to my friend Dina um, after my interview earlier today, I was just talking about going to see more shows, and I just feel like that's something I should probably be doing. Because I was kind of preaching about mm -hmm. the performance in Milwaukee, because um, one of the other um, interviewers had kind of said, you know, I don't really see Milwaukee as much of a performance scene. It's really interesting that you're trying to do, like, you're producing shows here. Mm -hmm. And I, she's like, what kind of, um, what did she ask me? She said, what kind of advice would you give for people that want to know about performance or something along those lines? And I, I kind of said, like, I think that you should make a commitment to go to at least one show every month because you will really, and not like in a, not, you know, at, at a local bar, at mm -hmm. a local venue, yeah. um, seeing local work because you'll, you'll be shocked by what you see. Yeah, I, I'd go even further to say go to one one once a week. Well, that's what I originally said. <laughs> yeah. I said once a week, and then she was like, oh, that's a lot. And I was like, you're right. Could I commit to once a week? Probably not. But, like, maybe two a month. I don't know, something along those lines. Yeah, but I completely agree with you. Like, the scene, the scene in Milwaukee, there's so much performance in Milwaukee. You could do something fun every single night if you wanted you to. You really could. Like, there's venues all over the city that, you know, whether it's River West, downtown, Bayview, Walker's Point, Eastside, um, you could find something fun supporting local talent every single night. Yeah, you know? it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost, it's almost oversaturated to yeah. some extent, I think, because sometimes it's hard to know where to look. Oh, yeah, you have to kind of, like, um, sometimes it all look, it's kind of like food at a buffet. Yeah. It all looks so good. Yes. And you want to start picking all of it, but eventually you have to narrow down, what do I really, really want? Mm -hmm. And what can I like maybe enjoy if I have like room for it or time for it. Right. But if I can't do it now, I'll just get to it another time. Right. You know, like I, because you also don't want to grab too much and then throw it all out. Right. And Not appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. Get burned out by it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm never going to eat again. Right. It's terrible. No one's and I kind of had to gauge that in this past year myself, like going out, right, so I write for Break and Entering, and I go to, I cover local shows and interview bands. I, I, I had to play a lot of catch up because yeah. there's just so much out here. So yeah. like this, this past spring, like I was at shows like four or five nights a week. Jeez. But... Now, because I have to work a lot more, um, I started, um, you know, just limiting it to like once or one or two nights a week. Like, I mean, it helps because I, I work at Company Brewing and we do live music on the weekends, so I can stay for the show and cover it after a night of work on Saturday. Yeah, that is good. Which is what I'm, I do pretty much every weekend now. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, like I kind of had to find figure out like you know what scenes like definitely need more coverage, what scenes need more platforms, you know like what venues are accessible to me, what venues have a lot of the music I enjoy covering, and it's nice because in River West like that's most of the stuff I need. Totally. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so River West is a great place for oh, performance. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, and there's a lot like I think some of my my favorite stages like my performance spaces are here. Oh, yeah. I happen to, I love high dive. Yeah. High dive is like one of my favorite Yes, bars. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and also uh, on the point where you were saying that you, when you were getting involved in the woman's spot at Pride Fest, like including non-binary folk in the conversation, mm -hmm. I think is a very uh, pivotal part of yeah. inclusivity and wrecking and, um, and uh, visibility. Yeah. Because I was actually talking to a, uh, an artist who's non-binary who <clears throat> they performed at uh, FemFest and they were like, yeah, we love FemFest and it's great as an event, but it's funny because like the title of FemFest is kind of a misnomer. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you could, honestly, really, what it is is non-men-fest. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So then, so it gets so tricky. And I, um, with the women's spot stage, that was a challenge for me because I inherited that name. And that was... That was a very interesting discussion. So the women's spot is spelled W-O-M exclamation point N-Z for women's. Mm -hmm. And there, there's this whole culture that I didn't know about, because um, I'm a terrible lesbian, that, <laughs> like, I just, I never got the handbook. There sure. was, like, no discussion about, like, yeah. I just knew I liked women, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, fair. Um, but, there's, but there's a whole culture that I wasn't aware of, um, of um, TERFs. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know about TERFs, which is um, 
they're they're basically against trans women and they are only women born women mm -hmm. um they're typically like militant lesbians basically yeah um and they make spaces miserable so they yeah. use spellings like that in their phrasings for things and so women's spot for example the spelling of that is very triggering for the trans community and of course i didn't know that um i just had no clue and i i, I couldn't speak for the rationale for why women's spot I would assume in good faith that the women's spot was originally named that just because they were trying to make it a female spot, not because they were and to to make a point that it wasn't a spot for men. I don't believe that it was made for as a you know as a shout out to the terse at yeah. all. But that being said, it was it's still an ignorant spelling um, and and a non malicious but ignorant spelling. And it it I had learned throughout my year. It probably took me two years. And it wasn't until my third year that I really realized how triggering that spelling was to the trans community, but also that there had been instances that I wasn't aware of where women had made trans people feel uncomfortable in my space, mm -hmm. um, which was obviously devastating for me to hear, but also like very, I may be very angry, I'm not good at that. Um, and made me realize even more that I had so much more work to do within Pride Fest and within my even my own story, my, my own backyard, something yeah. that was mine. Mm -hmm. um, and that also how big that discussion is and how important it is to make and hold space. Yeah. And that I have the privilege of having this space handed to me because I'm a white cisgendered woman and some white cisgendered man said to me, hey, you want a stage? You got it. And gave me this. And that means that I really recognize that I have the responsibility mm -hmm. to hold that space yeah. for others. Mm -hmm. And so the trans the trans um, representation at that stage especially was really important. We created um, it, I would say it was a work in progress. I mean it always was it always was a space that encouraged non-binary um, artistry. but I will say that I think the last couple of years there we, created actual um, blocks of space just for the trans community to program um, and to give it to members of the trans community and say, here's just a block of time. I want for you to do what you want with it yeah. and feel like you have that space created for totally. you. Um, which was good. I think that that was a, I think that that was really helpful. I think, I hope to see that continue, that momentum continue forward with Pride Fest mm -hmm. and with other spaces too. Yeah. I think that that's, a, that's an important discussion. Certainly, yeah. yeah. I think that a lot of TERFs came out of the woodwork recently with that whole tampons controversy. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yes. Like, removing the female symbol. Like, I saw an alarming amount of women, like, be mocking that and getting really angry about that. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, I mean, I am not a woman. I was biologically assigned male at birth so like I it's not an issue that affects me whatsoever objectively speaking people like that like the women that were getting angry over the removal of the female sign um, on the the tampons are trying to yeah like kind of claim ownership over what womanhood should be yeah. where it should be just whatever it means to anybody in terms of gender. I mean, and like, you know, that's for one, it's, it was, it was, it's an erasure of trans men right. or non-binary folks that menstruate. And, uh, it really is also just like, you know, it's like trans women are women just like trans men are men. Right. And, it, you know, for one, and another big issue too, about that whole thing was the fact that like it's a capitalized product so like like folks that menstruate still have to like pay for it whereas like condoms are like free right. a lot of the time you know this yeah. is a, this i mean there's a lot to unpack with this whole thing sure. but absolutely yeah but it's a huge huge thing yeah but it definitely like i mean it made me really angry and frankly disappointed to see that like you know a lot of folks that um, like, you know, whether it's women or, you know, and just like anyone who was voicing their opinion on that topic recently and was just saying a bunch of really ignorant shit, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I'm worried about all my 
trans friends. Right. I'm worried about my non-binary friends. I'm thinking about y'all are gambling with their fucking identity. Right. You know, you, like y'all are gambling with their feelings of safety and visibility and like existence. Yeah, personhood, absolutely. You know, and I just, I was just so like, it's infuriating because like, you know, they like, they've been so like, you know, binaried in so many ways, whether so it's, true. yeah, whether it's sexuality or gender or, or appearance, appearance, oh, right? Yeah. Yes. The, the, the gender roles and everything. Um, you know, just like what they're expected to do in society. Like they've been put in boxes their whole lives right. and, and you'd, and for anyone to like make a mockery over something that's actual inclusivity, like, you know, it's, it just, it's despicable. Like we, pe people talk all the time that, oh yeah, like I'm liberal. I stand like, I'm uh yeah, like tr LGBT rights. Yeah. Cool. Like I'm such an ally. But then when it comes to like, no, this is actual inclusivity happening. They're like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, no, that's stupid. Or like, that's, that's like, people are too sensitive. I'm like, no, this is what happens when progress happens. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> it's such a big discussion, yeah. right? And I think, like, it always goes back to, like, this same discussion that happens in a lot of other avenues where it's just, like, w w putting someone else up doesn't put you down. Exactly. You know? And, yes. like, telling a trans woman that she's a woman doesn't make me any less than a woman. Like, if that woman happens to not menstruate, how in the hell does that affect me having to menstruate? That's, this isn't, this isn't a comparison. I... I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care one way or the other. I don't care who you sleep with as long as it's consensual. I don't care what you wear. Like, as long as you feel good and you feel empowered in it. Like, there's, like, none of those things have any bearing on who I am as a human right. being. And I just don't understand. Okay, number one, I'm lazy, right? Like, I don't have time or energy to be caring what other people are doing. Like, I just don't. Right, like, yeah. I want for everybody to live their best life. Right. I'm gonna live my best life. Exactly. And let's just move the fuck forward. Seriously. And yeah. I don't understand people who just have nothing else to do in their lives besides think about what other people's definitions of their happiness is right. and how they can squash it. Exactly. It's weird. It's like people aren't making something all about them. They just want to feel as seen and heard as the rest of us. And like, I identify as male. Um, I use he, him, his, like I always have, and I don't intend to change that ever, but I never identified with traditional masculinity, sure. like really, like I was always a more sensitive, emotion, outwardly emotional, like very, you know, um, just, I'm, I was a man, like grow, I grew up into being a man that has just, you know, I'm comfortable talking about my feelings, I do my best to practice healthy interpersonal communication. I try not to allow anger to be my most accessible and readily available emotion. Like I try to like access um, as much uh, of my emotional intelligence as possible. Whereas, you know, men are just, you know, are so conditioned by our societies to, I say societies, I emphasize that because it's a worldwide thing, not mm -hmm. just America. Mm -hmm. Men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings. Men are expected to be dominant. Men men are expected to be like, you know, the able-bodied breadwinners that, you know, are like the the providers. Like I, you know, I just never identified with that traditional sense of masculinity. But I'm still a man. Right. It doesn't make you any less or any different. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm still, I am still a man, and I'm still, that being said, a cis, het, white man. So, I still have a lot of work to do. You know, I still have a, I've had a lot to unpack. Even, even with me not identifying with, like, that traditional, like, masculinity that is highly toxic, I still have had a, I've still benefited so much from male privilege sure absolutely well and i wonder too like how hard it must be for you as a as a man who is emotionally intelligent and is aware of those situations that are happening like that's got to be 
it's got to be difficult to like then still be compared to you know your like maybe more very typical typical man or man's man right like it's kind of embarrassing yeah. right and like how hard is that to be like but I'm not one of the I'm not I'm not like that and to have to like constantly be apologizing right. for that behavior that that's got to be hard I used to be called um, homophobic slurs all the time I used to be told I was acting like a girl all the time by my friends growing up. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't hold it against anyone that I grew up with because you know that's just what you're taught. And it's culturally. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's a, it's just a behavior that just needs to be undone and unlearned. That's how I see it. Um, but, but yeah, like I think that people just try so much to claim claim ownership over like what an identity should look like because, I mean, that's just like. That's putting yourself in a box, you know? Like, that's putting weird. everyone in a box. But it's like, it, no, it should just be whatever anyone, whatever is personal to that person, you know? Right. And I have to admit that, like, I like I would say, like, since starting the women's spot and, like, like my my sibling transitioned. Um, my, it's my, my, um, my sister-in-law transitioned. Um, but we were best friends before yeah. marriage came into the whole thing or whatever. Um, and I've since been divorced and like we're still family like sure. um, yeah. he lives with me um, intermittently throughout the the years and things like that but even like before that and um, I you know I've had a, a lot of friends that have transitioned and um, things like that but I like I never really spent that much time or energy in terms of my own labels like I just it was never really a thing for me even when I was dating women like when I first started dating women uh, I mean, I was was in high school, but like that wasn't that wasn't like a thing that I suddenly went, oh, now I am a lesbian or now I'm bisexual. You know, like the the whole label thing just never made sense to me. It was just more like, this is what I do. You know, I'm happy doing it. Um, it's consensual. Um, I try to do it with as much honesty and and, and anything I'm doing as as possible, and that's it that's the end like there isn't like I don't I don't have to justify it to anyone because who the hell would I have to justify it to right. and I don't have to be I don't have to you know I just do me and that's all I ever expect of anyone around me for that matter um, and I just I just can't imagine like I, I understand the need to create definition I understand especially for people again like I'm privileged right mm -hmm. in that um, I'm a cisgendered white human, and so it's yeah. very easy for me to exist in my world. I don't have to justify things, like even when even being gay, or like I mean, I'm even like being on that spectrum, like dating women. I'm currently dating a woman, and it's it's very easy for me to pass. It's very easy for me to go into work or to go into basically any environment and say, well, oh yeah, my girlfriend or I date women, and people naturally accept me. They naturally are just like, oh yeah, obviously, because I, because I, I, you know, I, I play it off easily because I have a good job because mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. They, I think they feel socially forced to accept me, right? Whereas like, there are a lot of people in the world who don't, who don't have that, right? But maybe they, they are of color, maybe they have, they are trans, maybe they are non-binary, maybe, maybe they are cisgendered and white, but maybe they are in a poly relationship. You know, there's lots of reasons why you have to say, I have to talk about yeah. who I am and why. A big why. one is if they also grew up in like a religious Absolutely. household that Absolutely. forbids them to partake in such identities. Yeah, and maybe, and then that's, imp I can understand the need to to have that, yeah. you need to have that dialogue, right? That's mm -hmm. necessary to do that out loud and to create your own space, you know, and to hopefully like to seek that acceptance, I yeah. think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think our, I guess I hope our culture's getting there. I think like in my, you know, in my weird little box, you know, like in this alternative world that I think a lot of Milwaukee, Milwaukee performance scene lives in, it seems to me, it feels to me like we're getting there. You know, or my son, he's 16 and he's in high school, you know, he's in high school and um, he, I mean, he frequently talks about the fact that, like, being gay is, like, it's, it's like, common, it's, like, a, it's not a thing. Or, like, plenty of non-binary kids now and things like that. It's just, like, mm -hmm. he's, like, whatever, it's just, that's just, it's not that big of a deal. And it's not like that in all circles, but it's, it's definitely a dialogue now. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that... 
I guess I choose to hope and believe that we are we are gaining ground that way, and I hope that that's going to open up into all things in terms yeah. of masculinity discussions and role reversals and relationship styles, you know, whether it's, you know, just like standard male-female, whether it's marriage, whether it's poly relationships, mm -hmm. I really, I hope that we're becoming a more honest and more free society. Yeah. Yeah. I That's my, I choose totally. to believe that. <laughs> yeah. And as do I. As yeah. do I. I um, I'm an optimist myself, uh, even in the face of despair. And uh, yes, like, I think that I like to think that particularly progressivism is inevitable. Yeah. I think that normalization of progressivism is inevitable. Mm. You know, like all like most causes that most reactionary folks um, they die out or they shift and evolve or they just, you know, they don't they lose their platform because they're being stupid or ignorant or otherwise just like blatantly hateful. Um, I think that inevitably we will see that normalization everywhere. Um, it's it's going to take a long time though, and it's I, and I say that, and part of what I think does frustrate me about how long it takes is we're only talking in our own Western society, right? We're not talking about the rest of the world, where you can still be killed for being gay. Right. Which is a, is a horrible and heinous reality in parts of the world that are just really, really far behind us. And we're, we're fortunate and we're privileged with that here right. in America. But... Oh my god, in most of those places, you know, even being a woman, you can be... That too. You know, it's just, like, there's still the a roles, lot of work. The roles are horribly enforced right. uh, with, like, the men and women dynamic there. And so, I mean, we're doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's just, like, the best we can say. Um, I mean, it's crazy because you and I can still say we like to think that we were, but we're choosing to believe. We're making a conscious decision mm -hmm. to uh, believe things are getting better. And uh, it's bold for us to say because we could easily not say that, right. you know, or I think that, and also we are talking in varying degrees because. You know, I'm male, you are female, like, we speak out of privilege right. in a lot of ways, too, Absolutely. to say that as well. And that's right. also important to acknowledge. Right. Because, like... It's very easy for me to yeah. feel positive, mm -hmm. because I can walk out of my house and Same. my identity. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely recognize that. And I think that that, I think that, that makes us responsible mm -hmm. for staying positive, but also, I think then, if we're going to be responsible and be positive, then that also means that we need to create dialogue, yeah. and we need to push envelopes we need to create and hold space yeah. um, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we 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 have to do we just yes. have to yeah it is our it's our obligation to society we have to play our part right um, so tell me about Rival Productions your uh, your baby yeah <laughs> yeah so um, so yeah so that was a, a like a final decision I guess um, at the at like kind of like the end of this year um, was that I've been producing shows for probably 10 years now um, in various styles and and I love it and I'm good at it and um, now working with Schlee and managing her and it, it just be kind of became an I think an inevitable discussion of like cool well is this a legit thing or is this not like mm -hmm. what is this and I think I really just decided that I wanted the opportunity for I wanted to make the opportunity for myself that I was gonna make it a name, give it some some lasting power. I think that way, um, so that I can take my projects from one place to another and all be under this umbrella of what I'm doing, um, and to to make all the energy and work that I'm putting in for something. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be. Um, it's like a, definitely a time of transition, you know. I I retired from Pride Fest after this year. Um, I think it just in hopes of moving forward with new projects um, and in putting more energy into management with Schley, um, 
something I need to, you know, a management position like that requires just a whole new skill set. Um, so it's a lot of learning, listening to podcasts and reading books and like figuring out, you know, what in the hell is it that I'm supposed to be doing and how can I best do what it is that we want to be doing. Um, but then also like looking at other things like, you know, we have a lot of great festivals here in Milwaukee. Should I be putting some time into those? Um, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that I have social responsibility and that I really try to put my energy into things that are for the betterment of things. Like, I, like financial drive isn't a big deal for me. I, I'm very lucky to have a great day job, mm -hmm. and I also um, I'm just never I'm just not money driven. That's not my thing, and so I really want for my time and energy to be put into things that mean something mm -hmm. whether that's doing benefit shows whether that's just seeing how I can help out maybe other organizations that need events maybe that's putting my production you know um, expertise into already you know formulated festivals that are happening that need assistance I don't know yet um, but then just kind of branching out, you know, I, I would love to do a little bit more work with Summerfest. Um, mm -hmm. I did some work with them this year and it was really great. Nice. Um, I think that I, I would be, that I think that I'm good at it. Like I'm good at production, I'm good at networking, I'm good at um, creating lineups, I'm good at mobilizing the troops. Um, and I like doing it, so it makes life fun and easy to mm -hmm. do that. So I think that um, Rival is going to be my way of protecting all that work yeah for sure I guess well, yeah good, good so it's exciting it's an exciting time it's you know it's just like everything else change is scary um, yeah. I'm sad to let go of, of pride fest you know but I'm excited for pride fest to continue to mature in its way and I'm really excited for me to take some time for me and then also to kind of regroup and like refocus awesome yeah do you have any events like uh, started already um, so the things that are big right now are just work with Schley. Um, we have some shows coming up. We're going to be, um, Lakefront Brewery is doing a, um, whole weekend thing coming up. Oh, nice. Um, down Brady Street they're doing, it's like a whole scavenger hunt. And then on Sunday it's going to culminate with a real fun showcase. Um, I think it's two to four at the actual Lakefront Brewery. Cool. So that'll be fun. Um, let's see what other big stuff do we have up. Well, I just did this event with, um, this interview with Dina Nina. Um, she's a comedian. Um, and so one of the discussions might be seeing what she wants to do coming up in the future. Um, I kind of have my eye on FemFest. Um, they're a phenomenal, phenomenal organization and um, I've definitely thought about hitting them up and just saying, hey, I'm a free hand. I don't need to get paid. I just want to be a part of something that means something to the community. So that's an idea. Um, Summerfest is someplace that, that I really would kind of try to probably expand a little bit into if they're, if they're awesome. looking. Um, so cool. that would be cool. Pretty awesome. And I'm probably just gonna try to really pimp Schley out a lot, to be honest. Why with pimp you. Schley out? I mean, I think she needs a good. She's pimp. pretty uh, pimpable. She's pretty pimpable. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So so that's over too. I'm like I'm gonna try to pimp her out to some summer f or some pride fest. I'm gonna try to pimp her out to some local stuff. Like I mean, we're like so lucky to be right near Chicago and Minneapolis yeah. that. I feel like there's a lot of good stretching space to grow into and to try to rebuild and I'm trying to like learn how to like capitalize on Spotify and like mm -hmm. like what the hell the Spotify machine looks like right. which is wild. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, so pimping. I basically I'm going to pimp. That's what's going to happen. We're pimping. Pimping for 2020. Pimping 2020. Mhm. Mm <laughs> right. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Good. Good. Are you uh... All right, Sarah. Oh, I didn't realize how much I'm so short. How much taller are you? I'm so short. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I know. I just, well, you're like you're like the Norwegians. Same as... We're short, short people. I think we're short people. Oh, okay, you're like my mom's height though. Oh, so. okay, all right. Um, mom height. Mom height. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out Nancy for setting the threshold. Um, so, uh, Sarah, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, how much time do I have to work out? Is global warming gonna happen? When the hell is my kid gonna get a job and move out? I feel like those are some uh, rather parental uh, uh, things to uh, uh, preoccupy yourself with. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, people like to joke, oh, is global warming really like a thing when it's this cold out? But 
I think that honestly, the cooling. Kind of the point. Yeah, the cooling is a product of it, and 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 if you understand the shift, but. I guess you know what keeps me up at night. I want to know when Milwaukee's going to be good. Like, I think that Milwaukee. You know, I work in trauma as a nurse, and. I think I spend a lot of time thinking about when the hell is Milwaukee going to get the resources that it needs. If yeah. I was going to be really honest, that's my non-mom answer. That's a very, uh, it's a, you know, I, th I think that's a real thing to, to uh, want to see. I mean, I think that we, we have some great momentum right now. It's the best it's ever been. But, you know, this, we can't plateau in our progress. You know, I want people to know Milwaukee as an art city, mm -hmm. as a safe city. Yeah, it's a beautiful city, full of community. Yeah. Community. Yeah, but yeah. we have to work very internally on that. What puts you to sleep, though? Um, what puts me to sleep? Um, my kid. I mean, I'm, I love him. He's ridiculous and fun. Oh, good. Um, and I think uh, my job. I love my job, and nice. I've done a really good job that way. Okay. And um, my good friends. I have a really great community. And you I'm do, yeah. I always, fortunate I always see you just thriving and living such I'm a good so life. Yeah. I, that I have nothing but luck in my life. Good. It's always been fortunate. Awesome. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so glad I could do this. I'm yeah. glad you could as well. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we got to like sit and hang out. Yeah. You know? I love to hang out with people that yeah. I know from being out. Yeah. You know? Like in real actual yeah. IRL. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. IRL. LOL. LOL. SME. <laughs> um so well ttyl um yeah check out rival productions check out uh you know hit a schleyberry show yeah mm -hmm. of course yeah come say hi come. buy me a beer i'll buy you a beer okay uh thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time bye